Hey there, so DG from DG Podcast here. Um, first off, I'd like to apologise for missing an episode last week. Uh, that was just due to not having any time to be able to put any recordings in. So apologies there. Uh, with that, we are on episode 10 of Getting Lost in the Grey. Now this one's going to be around schizophrenia. As always, before we get started, if anyone feels any kind of overwhelming emotion or any... Uh, association with any of the uh, symptoms or experiences that are discussed on this episode or any other, um, please do reach out to someone, anyone at all, and have those discussions, start those conversations, and make sure you get yourself some help. There is never any weakness in uh, reaching out to anyone for help. Uh, don't suffer in silence is always the, the, the term we use here. So with that, schizophrenia. Now, just throw the links out. So we're using nhs.uk, mayoclinic.org, who.int, mind.org.uk. So those are our main links today. So we're going to be going through the symptoms and the general outline of what schizophrenia is. Now, previously, I can say that I have either personal experience or knowledge of personal experience um, on all the other mental health um, that we've spoke about on uh, the previous nine eight episodes. But with this one, I don't actually have that. I have no personal experience with schizophrenia and I'm only going to be going off of what I have learned from reviewing the above-mentioned websites. So with that, I mean, obviously, I can give an opinion on what I feel having read through it, but again, this isn't based upon my own personal experience, and this is only my personal opinion from what I have learned. So, with that, let's dive right into, essentially, what is schizophrenia. So, schizophrenia is essentially a mental health that has... A bit more leaning towards hallucinations, delusions, muddled thoughts. These obviously are symptoms, but essentially it's the best way to describe it is to describe the symptoms. So, essentially those are the, the more commonly known symptoms. And the best way to sort of describe schizophrenia is to refer to these main symptoms, which is essentially the hallucinations, which is, of course, hearing or seeing things that may not actually exist outside of the mind, so in the actual physical realm, not in the mental realm. Uh, delusions, so these can go hand in hand with hallucinations, um, so unusual beliefs that are not based in or on reality. So those two can go hand in hand. So you may have hallucinations that can cause delusions and similarly delusions that can cause hallucinations. Obviously they don't always have to coincide nor uh, um, you know connect either, but they can, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, muddled thoughts and speech which can be based upon the previously mentioned hallucinations or delusions or both. So. It's hard to describe schizophrenia in a way that people would understand. As I say, it's not something I have personal experience of, but having read through a number of, you know, um, personal experiences that have been described, it's definitely something that, similar to a lot of mental health, 
if they have if you haven't suffered from it nor had experience of it whether yourself or witnessing someone have um an episode or a, a, a um i don't want to say breakdown because that's the wrong word um sort of like a mental health crisis or a time where things are quite intense maybe even out of control with all the mental health th- those things are they're very hard to describe and imagine unless you experience it or certainly read a very thorough description or see uh, you know someone going through it or reading the description of someone has went through it or someone who's witnessed it so it's really hard this one and I think I think it's because the way that I've planned the episode list for this um, podcast kind of started out with the ones I knew best the ones I had personal experience with and now I'm looking into ones that are maybe not quite as known to me I think would be the best way to put it so there is a lot of difference in the various different mental health there's also a lot of similarities and this one I think gives a lot more weight to the differences as opposed to the similarities of course there's going to be similarities between various different mental health and some will overlap with each other with ease others can stand out in very different ways so for instance this would be one that would you know be able to stand out and it seems to me as it's a it's very very intense schizophrenia but yes what we'll do is we'll go through the symptoms and we'll see where we go from there so hallucinations as i say those are hearing or seeing things that don't exist outside of the mental realm the mind so things that aren't physically there with that there's the delusions that can stem from cause that or be you know standalone so yeah this one really is quite intense when i look through the various symptoms etc it is very very intense and i would be I'd be very concerned for anyone who has any of these symptoms. And that's not just because, you know, of the podcast I'm doing and the various other things. I just, I see this one as, I mean, all mental health is very important, but um, this one, this one is very, very intense and there's a lot to it. So other symptoms, losing interest in everyday activities. Now that again could be related to other mental health. So that's where you have to try and, you know, as a doctor and things, you would have to try and find common symptoms together. Um, avoidance of people, not wanting to look after yourself. Again, these can be similarly related to other ones, depression being a key one, uh, anxiety. Uh, disconnection from feelings and emotions. Um, now, there's there's a couple here that are quite more intense so extremely disorganized or abnormal motor behavior now that that sounds quite quite 
big. It sounds quite intense in itself. So just a bit more detail on it. So this may show in a number of ways. From childlike silliness to unpredictable agitation. So there is there's some symptoms that can be referred to as negative symptoms. So those are more a reduced or lack of ability to function normally. So those are like your symptoms that show when you're not doing something that you would normally do. So inability to carry on with day-to-day activities, you know, working, personal hygiene, these kind of things, just your your day-to-day things that you've done day in, day out, and then essentially you or someone that you know or care for is unable to do those things anymore. Um, Other ones are becoming upset, confused or suspicious of other people. Um, People in authority can be one that's quite commonly thought of, especially with the delusion piece. Uh, Disagreements with people who think that something is wrong with the person, yourself, another, etc. Feelings of worry or fear, in particular with seeking of help. Again, this can all coincide with delusions and hallucinations and etc. So, this again is quite an intense one. And the, the symptoms can be very, very, very intense. And again, this, this is where the mind has such a power. A power that we can only really describe with the words we use. The, the mind's ability to be able to do these things to us is unfathomable. It is beyond any descriptive way of showing. Like we, we don't understand how the brain can do these things to us. And it's, it's very concerning that we have no ability to stop this. Not just because, obviously, it's it's very stressful and it's very concerning for the person, but also because, I mean, the brain is the most important part of our body and the fact that it can turn against us and make us believe delusions, hallucinations, etc., it's very, very worrisome. And it's very, very concerning that there isn't more funding into these things to understand them. The mental health piece is so much bigger, so much broader than anyone is given credit to. The brain's ability to basically do all these things without being brought into check or without being or giving any kind of indication other than the physical symptoms that we can actually witness. I mean... If someone was to have hallucinations on a regular basis and not show any outward signs of having those hallucinations, there would be no possible way of us knowing that that person is having those hallucinations. The person would essentially be, I've said this before, suffering in silence. It is very, very concerning that we have this amazing part of our body that basically 
allows us to think, allows us to dream, allows us to talk, communicate, do all the things that we do in a day-to-day thing without giving it any second thought. Even the ability for me to have this discussion, this this um, descriptive podcast, this is because we have the brain. And the fact that the brain can turn against us and do things like this to us is is beyond anything that I could ever imagine. And, I mean, I've said already at the beginning when I started this little rant here that there's no descriptive way of actually giving this credit to a certain point. And that, for me, is very difficult. Like, I'm trying to get it out in words as much as I can, but there is no words to describe how unfathomable and deep and intense and terrifying this actually is. Not just schizophrenia, all of them. All the mental health that I've discussed and all the ones we still have to discuss. And um, I'm going to be inviting a number of people on um, to go through so you're not just having to listen to my dulcet tones all the time. Uh, Some people who have experience working with addiction. There's other people who have experience who um, have raised autistic kids, etc. I've got a few people lined up that I want to bring onto the podcast. And I'm really hopeful that that will make things a bit more uh, broad and maybe get a bit more uh, audience into the um, into the podcast and get uh, a bit more notice of the podcast, get a bit more information out there. But it really does concern and terrify me beyond anything that I can actually uh, like vocalise. It just is unfathomable. I like that word, as I've said it many times now. But it genuinely is. The ability of our mind is beyond anything that you could ever imagine. And its ability to do things that it shouldn't, for instance, with schizophrenia, the hallucinations, the delusions, etc., with depression, the symptoms that we have in that, the anxiety, the inability to control racing thoughts. These things altogether are terrifying. Utterly terrifying. And if you're someone who's never had any of these, then, you know, I'm very happy that you haven't had them. And as someone who's had racing thoughts and things like that myself, and uh, the suicidal thoughts and everything, it is beyond anything you could ever explain to someone who hasn't had it. You can use as many descriptive words as you can. You can describe it in a million different ways. But it just won't give that feeling of losing control. And I think that's where the fear of seeking help comes in. Because you're basically admitting that you've lost control of the one thing that you're really in control of, which is your own self. The only thing. Literally, if you take everything else away on this planet, the only thing we actually have any control over is ourselves. And if you are having some kind of mental health um, issue concern, essentially it can appear that you're... um, when you seek help or you have, like, you know, voice the concerns, that you are basically admitting that you're losing control. And I don't... It's a hard one because it's not the case, but it is the case. 
it's not the fact that you're admitting that you've lost control. It's admitting the fact that you need some help to get control. So there's a bit of a difference there. And I hope that people can understand it and see it. Especially if you think that you... Maybe you don't have schizophrenia, maybe you have depression, maybe you have anxiety, etc. I really hope that this little podcast here can help to just give you that little bit of a push to be able to say, you know what, I need I need some help here. And that's the whole point of this podcast. Like, um I talk a lot of a lot of stuff and I go I go down the rabbit hole every time when I'm in one of these podcasts and one of these things just sets me off and I, I follow the rabbit right down the hole. But genuinely the whole reason that I do this podcast is purely so that if someone hears something that they can, you know, associate themselves with and it it makes them think you know what I need to reach out and they do and it it helps then that's that's everything everything this podcast is made for and that, that that's why I think this one worries me so much this particular mental health schizophrenia because this one I think would probably be one of the hardest ones to try and reach out and get help with because of that feeling worried or being afraid of seeking help or the suspicion um, that comes with delusions and the hallucinations, etc. I mean, getting help is going to be hard enough without all those things pushing you in the complete opposite direction. Wanting you to run as opposed to stand and, you know, make a stand and say, no, I need help. So, yeah, I think that's why this one really is resonating a lot with me. So, yes... What I'm going to go into now is um, treatments. Now, the treatments are a little bit different. Um, CBT, so Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, it's been spoken about a couple of times on various different um, the podcasts, uh, the episodes that I've done. So what I've actually planned to do is I'm going to do an episode on CBT, so I'm not going to go into uh, any detail on it right now. Um Medication-wise, there's antipsychotics. Now, these are more designed for acute schizophrenic episodes. So, more designed for an occurrence of a schizophrenic episode that is maybe a shorter period. Your chronic long-term schizophrenic episodes and healthcare, etc., those aren't Antipsychotics aren't really designed for that kind of um, treatment. However, of course, if there's a if there comes a time where you know um, someone who's maybe a chronic schizophrenic um, has a, a a particularly intense episode, then I think antipsychotics would then be prescribed just to bring that balance down, uh, just to bring that episode down, and to just bring things to a more even, more stable keel so that then the other um, treatments can be brought in. Again, CBT, talking therapies, um, general care with psychology and psychologists and psychiatrists, etc. So it's all of them together. Now, normally I don't go into too much detail on this, but this one came up quite heavily with um, schizophrenia. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail with it because it is very triggering 
and I really should have put a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode. Just uh, I'll put it in the description. But um, suicidal thoughts and behaviours that are associated with that. Now, schizophrenia can cause really intense suicidal thoughts and the behaviours that can come along with that. Now, with that, if anybody feels anything like that, any kind of suicidal thought, any kind of suicidal ideation or behaviour associated with either, please reach out for help. There is never, ever a good enough reason to do suicide. Never. I fully appreciate there is many things in this world that are dark and evil. And sometimes suicidal thoughts are the only option to some. However, they are not an option. They should never be an option, ever to anyone so if you feel or someone you you love or a friend or anything like that is showing any kind of symptoms along those sides they've maybe voiced a, a a previous ideation of previous thought please reach out to them and if you feel at any point that someone is on a severe um suicidal ideation or um thoughts please reach out for immediate help if that means calling 911-999, uh, any emergency service, do it immediately. They may not thank you at that point, but they will in the long run. Anyway, with that, I'm going to call this episode to a close. And I'm going to thank you for listening, as I always do. But in particular with this one, because this one's a hard one. This one is intense, and schizophrenia, I think, deserves a much longer episode and a much more detailed um, experience. So, I think I'm going to return to this one in the future, and I think the best way for me to do that would be actually to see if I can get someone who has experience with schizophrenia, whether it be someone who is actually diagnosed, or uh, has a family member who's diagnosed, etc. So... That's definitely an idea for moving forward. Um, with that, the next episode is going to be on CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. That one, as I say, has been brought up many times on previous episodes and on this episode, so I thought it was about time I maybe went into a bit of detail on what CBT actually was. So, thanks again for listening, and if, again, do not suffer in silence, if there's anything that has been spoken about in this episode or previous episodes that you associate with, please reach out and get the support and help that we all need.